Thanks for being willing to explore how to activate your potential with Regenetics. Timeline and principles for Regenetics activations. All DNA activations in the Regenetics method are one-time sessions, performed either remotely or in person, that initiate dynamic unfoldments that go on to occur naturally. These developments are designed to be supported by the individual's attention on and intention with regard to this transformational process of energetic consciousness expansion and integration we call, conscious personal mastery. Note that as shown in this figure, all DNA activations are designed to be experienced on a specific, minimum, timeline. After you have spent five months, potentiating, you are ready for articulation. Slightly over four months later, at 42 weeks after your potentiation session, you can receive elucidation. 42 weeks later, you become eligible for transcension. The rationale for having a minimum timeline is simple and practical. Regenetics activations can be quite powerful, and typically require a certain amount of time for integration to a point where even deeper levels of healing and transformation can unfold. DNA activation. To focus solely on DNA as a biochemical phenomenon, as mainstream genetics does, is to grasp only half the picture. DNA is not merely a physical molecule, it is also, and more importantly, the molecular form of universal creative consciousness, or, torsion, energy, as it self-transforms into what we perceive, belatedly, as the template for our physical bodies. Author David Wilcock has expounded on the key concept that DNA is a wave. For years now we've been saying DNA is a wave, spiraling, non-living, material together into a molecule. Now there's proof. A huge validation has just been handed to us from the annals of mainstream science. Loose inorganic materials can spontaneously and intelligently spiral together to form DNA, in the cold emptiness of space. One DNA molecule is as complex as an entire encyclopedia, so without a higher, organized intelligence guiding the process, we really cannot explain this. The research Wilcock references involved controlled experiments by Dr. Ignacio Ochoa Pacheco in which DNA formed out of a hermetically sealed container, containing only distilled water and sand heated to the point of killing any living organisms therein, when exposed to consciousness, or torsion waves. If this evidence seems fantastical, consider the article, Dust, Comes Alive, in Space, appearing in the UK Times online website in August 2007, where it was reported that an international panel from the Russian Academy of Sciences, the Max Planck Institute in Germany and the University of Sydney found that galactic dust could form spontaneously into double helixes, and that these inorganic creations had memory and power to reproduce themselves. The particles are held together by electromagnetic forces that the scientists say could contain a code comparable to the genetic information held in organic matter. Offering the simplest explanation of these interrelated phenomena involving the spontaneous appearance of DNA and DNA-like formations, Wilcock writes that, DNA is a physical materialization of what torsion waves look like at the tiniest level. Don't forget we are dealing with intelligent energy. This, of course, strongly suggests that life could form spontaneously from inert, non-living, material. Beyond any reasonable doubt, based on overwhelming scientific evidence, behind the DNA molecule exists a template of consciousness that directs the formation of organisms at the level of DNA. Modify this subtle energy blueprint co-creatively, alter this consciousness through metagenetic means and we potentially transform organic expression. The inability of science to cure many curable diseases through the biochemical route is proof negative that biochemistry is merely the tip of the iceberg of being. On the other hand, the ability of DNA activation to address many of these very same conditions, non-invasively, points in a direction of great promise. As Wilcock has observed, research in torsion physics and wave genetics provides extremely convincing evidence that the DNA molecule is directly affected by outside energy sources. If DNA is actually assembled by an outside source of energy, then when we increase the flow of that energy into the DNA, we can also expect that the health and vitality of the organism will increase. 
To activate DNA properly requires use of linguistically-based torsion waves of consciousness, sound combined with light, to stimulate the genome to heal distortions, disharmonies from toxins or traumas, or both, in the human bioenergy blueprint, which then is capable of correcting genetic function and expression. Raising personal frequency. Three interrelated aspects of regenetics worth emphasizing are that by raising your personal frequency, this method. 1. Strengthens your natural immunity to lower vibrating toxins, energies, pathogens, situations, and even people. 2. Increases the power of your bioenergy blueprint, or, attractor fields, to pull higher vibrating individuals and outcomes into your life, and 3. Provides an unprecedented level of spiritual guidance and protection as you come into ever greater resonance with the vibration of your higher self. The benefits of increasing your individual vibration can range from coming down with fewer colds and flus, to having more friends and greater financial support, to being able to safely and gracefully navigate even the most difficult challenges. Raising your personal frequency also encourages detoxification of physical, mental, emotional and spiritual hindrances that are no longer a fit for your evolving consciousness. Progression through the subtle bodies. The process of raising one's personal frequency over the course of regenetics is related closely to the way this integrated method progresses through the subtle bodies. The subtle bodies are multi-dimensional templates for human beings which govern our bioenergy blueprint and, ultimately, DNA itself. DNA interfaces not only with the bioenergy blueprint, but also with the subtle bodies. The four subtle bodies, which form templates for our bio-spiritual incarnation that are not to be confused with the actual physical body, are arranged in a specific order, from the lowest to the highest frequency, thus, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. In order to correct distortions in the bioenergy blueprint, regenetics sessions first activate the subtle bodies, which, in turn, heal and transform the aspects of the bioenergy blueprint and its manifestations to which they relate. The four primary DNA activations in the regenetics method, which promote conscious personal mastery, first and foremost, are overseen individually by a subtle body that is actually part of our higher self. Potentiation activates the physical subtle body. Articulation centers on the mental subtle body. Elucidation is key to the emotional subtle body. And transcension stimulates the spiritual subtle body. Archaeological approach to healing and transformation. In discussing the subtle bodies, we are entering a realm of inverse relationships that turn the perceived primacy of physicality in the holographic matrix of our world on its head. The higher the subtle body, the more powerful it is then, and the more responsible it is for creating, our manifest experience of reality. Since an increase in energy subtlety indicates that the energy is becoming more potent by harmonically approximating pure source consciousness, the mental body is more fundamental than the physical body, the emotional body is more elemental than the mental body, and the spiritual body is the primary subtle body. By respecting this inherent progression, the regenetics method takes what might be described as an archaeological approach to healing and transformation. This approach starts with a focus on the top, surface or physical level of the subtle bodies with potentiation, goes deeper into the mental with articulation, then plums the even more important creational domains of the emotional body in elucidation and the spiritual body in transcension. A practical example may aid in understanding how this archaeological approach facilitates healing and transformation by assisting the individual in releasing energy distortions in the area of the subtle anatomy where such distortions exist. Let us imagine that an individual chooses to experience the regenetics method mainly because she suffers from severe allergies. It is very common for clients to report lessening or disappearance of allergies following potentiation, especially when the allergies have been induced by an adverse reaction to certain medical interventions. But in the case of our theoretical client, after several months of potentiating, it becomes obvious that her allergies, which have not abated, are rooted at a deeper level. So at the five-month mark following the potentiation session, when she becomes eligible to experience articulation, she decides to move forward with this activation focused on the mental subtle body. 
On numerous occasions, clients have reported that their allergies completely went away after articulation, and such, thankfully, is the case for our theoretical client. If, however, her allergies persisted, we would assume they stem from a distortion either at the emotional level, addressed through elucidation, or at the spiritual level, the focus of transcension. As a final clarification, just because a particular DNA activation focuses on a specific subtle body, such as potentiation centering on the physical subtle body, does not mean that healing and transformation cannot occur simultaneously on mental, emotional and spiritual levels. To the contrary, since the subtle bodies are interconnected like an intricate tapestry forming part of the higher self, it is normal for potentiation to produce far more than physical results, articulation to create numerous breakthroughs that are not just mental, and so on. All healing is self-healing. We live in a global culture with such a skewed view of what healing actually is that this point needs to be highlighted. Although healing often includes alleviating or eliminating symptoms, healing, holing, must not be confused with simple curing. Whereas curing is designed to make the problem go away, no questions asked and no insights gained, healing is a very different activity. True healing embraces the problem, which is actually a teaching tool employed by our higher self, as a way of integrating and being transformed by it. Curing focuses on symptoms without realizing their spiritual messages. By contrast, healing is a body-mind-spirit phenomenon involving an increase in awareness that takes the form of a transformational step on our evolutionary journey of conscious personal mastery. At its heart, healing teaches us to love ourselves and others unconditionally and, moreover, to see others as ourselves. This line of reasoning establishes that 1. Healing is inseparable from loving, and 2. Loving leads to a higher state of awareness that has been called unity consciousness. In this ultimately individualized process, very often the problem disappears, but not because we have ignored it or forced it to go away. Rather, the problem is simply no longer of use to us because our dysfunctional relationship, which is always a variety of victim consciousness, to the underlying factors creating the problem has been healed consciously. While it is possible to facilitate healing in another through DNA activation, often with astonishing results, in the end we cannot make a person benefit from the transformational energies offered. If any part, conscious or otherwise, of the recipient's body-mind-spirit refuses to accept the DNA activation energies, to that extent the person will not experience healing or transformation. It is up to the individual to integrate, deeply and unconditionally, the energetic reconfiguration that authentic DNA activation is capable of establishing. The view that all healing is really self-healing is strongly supported by Glenn Rain's inspiring research in DNA's response to coherent emotions. Dr. Rain found that positive emotions fortify DNA, making DNA more robust and arguably more available for activation, healing, and transformation. On the other hand, negative emotions tend to damage DNA so that it cannot be easily activated through linguistically expressed consciousness. It is up to us as individuals to determine, and if necessary, upgrade, which emotions we regularly experience as well as which emotionally charged attitudes we typically entertain so that our DNA can be activated successfully. At the very least, we must be receptive to the idea of healing ourselves in order to actually do so. Even a minimal willingness to undergo positive change can set the stage for remarkable benefits to unfold through the regenetics method. To understand that healing is always self-healing is to grasp the primary role of free will in this process. Nothing about healing is predetermined. To the contrary, healing is a quantum unfoldment that at each instant respects our own myriad boundaries as to how fast, and how radically, we are willing to transform. Such boundaries can be conscious. They also can be subconscious, ancestral, and even karmic. Theoretically, we can heal and change overnight, and some people do. But more often, healing is an incremental, cumulative and eventually exponential process that allows us to consciously integrate its numerous transformational lessons at a manageable rate. Conscious Personal Mastery Much of the material presented here has been adapted from this pioneering text. 
In this second book on the regenetics method, which was written for clients and self-potentiators alike, the concept of conscious personal mastery is explored from numerous angles. Conscious personal mastery is said to 1. Often utilize initiation as a catalyst for an internal experience teaching love for self and others, and imparting compassion and wisdom as preconditions for healing and transformation. 2. Involve a student-teacher relationship with our higher self, complete with tough love designed to foster our spiritual development. 3. Require us to understand our own past dysfunctional creations, even to the extent of using detoxification to feel the energies of these old creations as they surface, in order to create healthier, more functional situations for ourselves. 4. Transpose the roles of our higher self and ego, without submerging or destroying the latter, such that the ego relinquishes its attempts to control our lives and comes to serve the spiritual purpose of the higher self. 5. Seal, the fragmentary body in order to replace our sense of isolated individuality and related victim consciousness with individuation leading to reunification with the creator and embodiment of unity consciousness. 6. Teach us to forgive and love ourselves despite our imperfections, and just as critically, to extend forgiveness and love to others who are also imperfect. 7. Require us to trust our ability and intuition even when we lack intellectual certainty. And 8. Encourage us, via the healing process, to accept ourselves and others unconditionally and, moreover, to see others as ourselves. In light of the characteristics just summarized, the definition of conscious personal mastery from conscious healing is unconditional love of oneself as simultaneously the creator and the created extended outward to all perceived others should not seem far-fetched. With no exceptions, to pursue conscious personal mastery in our own way is why we are here in the first place. Without conscious personal mastery providing a spiritual context for our bio-spiritual healing and transformation, healing and transformation are merely empty words divorced from any comprehension of why we should even desire such things. The second we grasp that healing and transformation are integral aspects of a spiritual journey of conscious evolution, we can start to make use of this process, for the benefit of ourselves as well as others. Conscious personal mastery of necessity begins with the self. There is nothing selfish about this fact. Quite simply, we cannot expect to create a better world if we cannot first heal and transform ourselves. Logically, if we are to offer food to others who hunger, we first must feed ourselves. In the words of Joachim Ernst Berendt, any other way would be absurd. When we have recovered our strength, we can use it to assist others in finding their own inner fortitude. In reality, we cannot do this for them. As in the parable, rather than giving a fish, we teach the art of fishing. This is done by example. In terms of conscious personal mastery, learning to fish starts with learning to connect with the higher self. At some point, it is accurate to say, on our evolutionary journey of reunification with the creator, we become our higher self. But in the initial stages of conscious personal mastery, just learning to listen to and follow the guidance of this spiritual aspect of our consciousness on a consistent basis is enough to keep us busy. As we engage our authentic spiritual purpose more and more, it is only natural that our own healing and transformation will begin to manifest in the people and circumstances around us. Such is the case because, ultimately, conscious personal mastery reveals that we are inseparable from the people and circumstances around us. Thus in a deceptively simple, absolutely effective way, our own progress in conscious personal mastery assists with the progressive healing and transformation of the world. Activate your potential virtually the first Sunday of each month. Watch and learn how to potentiate your own DNA. Read the international best-selling sound healing classic. Become a certified facilitator of regenetics and earn while changing lives with what Nexus magazine called revolutionary healing science.